My colleague Victor Gamov recently caught up with Neil Busing to talk about how he uses Kafka Streams in his day-to-day work. Neil is a fantastic member of the Kafka community whose work you really should follow. Check it out on today's episode of Streaming Audio, a podcast about Kafka, Confluent, and the cloud. Hello and welcome to uh, Streaming Audio episode from Kafka Summit London edition. And uh, today I have as my guest, the person that I will be interviewing, one of the speakers of Kafka Summit, Neil Busing. Hi, Neil. Glad to meet you. First of all, thank you so much for agreeing to doing this uh, the interview. And it's great that you're also doing a Kafka Summit talk. But before we go into this one, uh, I just want you to introduce yourself to our audience and talk about what you do, why you're here, uh, you know, obviously, and how Kafka affected your life. Well, I'm Neil Busing from Object Partners, a company based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, in the United States. We do software development primarily around all things Java, JVM. I'm the director of real-time data, so which basically means in the last year, all things Kafka, because that seems to be where everybody's interested in knowing more about. Today, I get to speak about one of my passions. I used um, Kafka Streams to do geospatial data comparison of aircrafts, either with airports or among each other, trying to show how I can use streams in a different way than I've seen used before. It's amazing. It's one of the one of the things that I, as a developer advocate, uh, start appreciating is uh, travel and learning about like aircraft and airports. So I'm actually looking forward to your talk. One of the uh, one of the things that uh, get me into some of the Kafka streams as well is the blog post from uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, Bill Bujak he wrote the blog post about like flight delays predictions using Kafka streams. So, um, and it was like very interesting to see how this like small library can be used to do this kind of awesome thing. So, um, how you see the Kafka is affecting your customers since you're director of real-time data, you're definitely the person who can bring some light and talk about how the things are changing, use cases are changing for, for your customers. Well, I mean, there's two things of being a consultant. One is the technology you're interested in because you like to be a consultant so you get to work on things you're passionate about. At least yeah. you hope Once to. you're doing things yeah. that you like, yeah. you never have to work anymore. Exactly. Well, <laughs> yeah. The other aspect is what do the companies want? And if you can blend those two together, you have a great career. So this past year, I've been for a little over a year now, the director of real-time data at Object Partners, and it exposed me a lot to companies' needs around doing things at scale. We have quite a few companies of scale in, in Minnesota, and we have others that we work with elsewhere, but the, the main thing they come to Object Partners is, we need people to help us with Kafka. So I spend most of my days working on Kafka, and it's a technology that I've grown to love, and everyone's use case seemed to have a very similar trait to them in regards to, I need to enrich data in real time. And that is why I've tended to specialize in Kafka Streams as a developer, because it's been the natural tool set to use that and seems to fit nicely into what our customers want. So why Kafka Streams in this case? Like why you couldn't use any like a clustering technologies um, that already kind of sort of doing stream processing? Why you said, like you said, it's natural that like why, why is that? It, it kind of fits into the wheelhouse of object partners where we're a Java development shop. Mm -hmm. We know Java very well. 
And being able to provide a tool set that is built on the JVM is an easy transition not only to our developers, but also our customers that have already built in a pretty robust infrastructure of microservices using the various technologies they already right, have at right, their company. Right. Yeah. So, so it's, it's just a natural progression for them. Nice. Yeah, okay, so it makes a lot of sense. So since it's a Java library and the yeah. Java shop will be natural. So what's your opinion about other languages? It's like you said the Java, but is it like you're limited to Java no. or like a JVM thing? More? Um, the company's focus has been an, a, a full development stack experience. So we do mobile, we do iOS, we do JavaScript front end, we do various backend technologies. We're only a company of 100 to 120 people, mm -hmm. so you tend to want to have some focus to what you do. And the JVM technology stack has been that. We, we do do other languages. There's people that do Go, Golang, for example, a lot of JavaScript, as I mentioned. Um, one thing to point out, Object Partners is a partner with Confluent. And as part of that partnership, I've been able to lead engagements. Mm -hmm. And when I leave the Midwest, I see a lot more use of Go, Golang. And what's nice about Kafka is it works with all those languages. And what I love about KSQL, it allows people using those languages to get the rich streams aspect mm -hmm. without having to go down the, the JVM. Yeah. Now, there, one of the things I'll go into my talk, yeah. when I talk about KSQL, there are certain things you cannot do. And I'm showcasing what I can do with streams because that's where my passion is, that's where I do my development. Mm -hmm. But most of what I'd achieved in the algorithms that I'm showing, I was able to do them in both mm -hmm. streams and KSQL, which is really starting to showcase the, the growth and maturity that KSQL is providing. And I'm excited to see where, where the Apache community and the Confluent open source communities take that to the next level. So have you uh, have you looked into this like uh, ways how you can extend KSQL? Like you can do like UDFs uh, yep. and the kind of I've seen some people doing even some of the machine learning functions uh, using uh, uh, KSQL UDFs. Um, what's was your experience with this one since since you? Well, part of my business? talk yeah. when I do what I call the nearest airport lookup, mm -hmm. I use a UDF to show how I can make a RESTful call directly out of KSQL. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I also look at the existing UDFA function around collect set, which is available to me, which then made my coding even easier. So, and then at, at Kafka Summit New York, mm -hmm. Tim Berglund and I had a chat yeah. and I was talking about my talk and he actually gave me some ideas of, it's not part of the public API, but looking at how to potentially get at the stateful sets yeah. within KSQL. So once I'm done with this talk, that's what I'm exploring. Because yeah. if I can achieve and find a way to get at that stateful stats within KSQL, it's going to be easier for me to advocate for it. Yeah. And I would want to push to making that part of a standard operation so available. So you're talking about the things that we know as uh, um, interactive queries in yes. Kafka Streams. Yes. That, that is not part of KSQL right now, uh, but uh, it is a potentially interesting uh, bit that allows to get access to internal state of application so you can query application not your database so obviously we know that uh, the pipelines are awesome kafka connect is awesome sometimes you just need to get this data out right because one of the things that i wanted to show is i built an app without 
any other data store other than Kafka Streams. Yes. So when I visually display aircrafts on the screen using D3 map projections, I query and pull the data from Kafka Streams. The trick is there may be many streams applications I have to pull from. Mm -hmm. So I have to discover them all, query them all, and return the data. Mm -hmm. I probably would never go to a, a, a customer of mine and recommend doing it mm -hmm. because it's just not reliable yet. If the consumers are rebalancing, I'm not going to be able to access my state stores and right. stuff like that. But the growth there is, is fun. Yeah. And, and fortunately for me, I picked a talk that was mine yeah. that I could just play with and have fun with. Right. Yeah. So uh, the, the things what the Neil mentioned here is that um, when the rebalance is happening, state store is not available because of the way how the Kafka streams consistency model works. It also relies on uh, the Kafka uh, metadata through rebalance and it actually piggybacks the metadata about the, the state stores and keys that store in particular key state store on this um, uh, on this rebalance uh, rebalance data. So. Uh, now you start hearing some some music, meaning that the Kafka Summit is uh, about to start. So, um, Neil, let's talk a little bit about not technology aspect of your life. What you do um, in general? So, what's what what's what uh, what gets you excited? Like, you do any like sports? Maybe. Well, my passion around sports is running. Um, I run. My family may say I run too much. I say not enough. <laughs> I have run three marathons, and I need to get back to that. So I hope to someday come back here and run one. Mm -hmm. At least that would be uh, a passion of mine to try to achieve, not get there. The other passion is my family, my wife and, and kids. They mean the world to me. They supported of me coming, flying overseas by myself to a summit, jealous of that fact, and that yet they were very happy for me and that. So it's really my family and, and running tend to take up the rest of my, my day. The balance some days, especially preparing for this, may not be always the correct balance, yeah. but, but it's worked out pretty well. So, um, one of the things that I like to ask people when I, I talk, so one of the things that I started doing a lot last year is, is reading. And every time when I uh, talk to some interesting person, I would like to get some advice for any book. Like you can say like any technical book or non-technical book that, book that makes an impact on you or you would recommend to people to read or you read something very you know yesterday or something on the plane or we was reading right now i don't know um that's a good question my my wife's the passionate reader in the family she reads a lot i read a lot of technical stuff if i have free time i'll read the blog i'll read articles confluent.io slash blog that very much so um there was an excellent and there was excellent blogs there just the other day. As far as reading, I have some running books that I, I read occasionally, but I'm not passionate about reading about running. I'd rather go out and run. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm the expert to say, here's the, here's the book to go read. Yeah. Um, I'd probably go plug something like the definitive guide or, or of Kafka or something like that. Yeah, so Neil is talking about the definitive guide of, uh, for Kafka, obviously, by uh, Gwen Nehai and Todd Polino. All right, so uh, Neil, thank you so much for finding time. I hope you will have a great talk and uh, good luck to you. And thank you again to being part of the Kafka Summit in London. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, as always, you can find uh, all these episodes in iTunes. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and support us there. And as always, have a nice day. 
Hey, you know what you get for listening to the end? A Kafka Summit discount code. Kafka Summit is coming up on September 30th and October 1st in downtown San Francisco. And you can get 30% off if you go to kafka-summit.org and use the discount code AUDIO19 during checkout. Just enter AUDIO19 while registering at kafka-summit.org and that 30% off is all yours. I'd love to see you there. But hey, I hope this podcast was helpful to you. If you want to discuss it or ask a question, you can always reach out to me at at TL Berglund on Twitter. That's T-L-B-E-R-G-L-U-N-D. Uh, or you can leave a comment on a YouTube video or reach out in our community Slack. There's a Slack sign-up link in the show notes if you want to register there. And while you're at it, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and to this podcast wherever fine podcasts are sold. And if you subscribe through iTunes, be sure to leave us a review there. That helps other people discover the podcast, which is a good thing. Thanks for your support, and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.